the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Rob Black, weekday mornings from 10 to noon on Talk 910 KNEW. You, your money, your life, your dreams. The answers are here. This is Rob Black. It's Friday. Don't forget on Monday, you're going to want to plan a little extra time to get to work with that BART strike. I have to remind myself of that. Uh, this is a call-in show. It's uh, the Rob Black Show. It's best when it's call-in. In large part, there's a monologue, dialogue kind of thing that happens instead of just the diatribe monologue kind of thing that's so often uh, what we resort to. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in there. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls in there. Today, I'm going to be talking with a tax expert, a little bit about property taxes in California um, recovering money that the IRS or the state franchise tax board owes you, getting refunds, how to get them, things along those lines. So that'll be coming up a little bit later in the show. Market's in a correction phase. Stocks are dropping today as investors are worrying about consumers. Um, I've got some good stories for you on the San Francisco Giants. I know it's baseball fever in the city at this point in time, so I'll talk about uh, how their franchise is valued. But hey, Turning on the the, to- the tube last night, the television, saw a little Oakland Raiders football. So I looked up uh, the franchise value of the Oakland Raiders and the San Francisco 49ers as well. So we'll talk a little bit about that. I think that's some interesting stuff for sure. Now, in the first hour of the show, I, I really try to focus on the stock market. Second hour, maybe a little bit more other things financial. And like I said, maybe that's where I'll put the Giants and put the... Um, Niners and the Raiders as conversation goes, but I got some really good content today. I was really proud of the work that I put together for you, but stock market first, market disposition. Markets on the cusp of eking out a fifth straight week of gains if we can get a rally at the end of the day. Now, just up two points from its closing level last Friday, it still would be an up week. I don't know if we get there. It's, it looks pretty ugly, all things considered, on Wall Street this morning. That point aside, there's a notion that there isn't much willingness to sell stocks at these levels. But there's also a little stubborn, hey, we're only up two points week over week. So it's a mixed condition. It's a mixed disposition. There's not a lot of conviction amongst buyers, nor is there a lot of conviction amongst sellers. Smattering of corporate news today fits with the market's mixed disposition. Boeing. They have reportedly halt work on their Dreamliner plant in Italy. The Italians make the fuselage, and the fuselage has to get uh, some corrections built into it because they found some flaws with it. It's obviously very important that they get this plane in the air soon, but even more important that they do it in a safe manner. So the Dreamliner being halted. Now, Boeing's a big Dow Jones industrial average stock, so that's why that's important. J.C. Penney's. I swear to God, I, I couldn't find one in, in California if I looked. I don't know where there is a JCPenney's, but there has to be. But they beat earnings expectations by a penny, but their guidance was awful going forward. Citigroup got an upgrade today to buy. Now, why is this important? Because it's a $4 
huge financial stock. I'm not saying put all your money into it, but yeah, I do want you to own some Citigroup. I want it to be your worst financial stock. I want you to own some Bank of America. I want you to own some Wells Fargo. Those are three of the big four horsemen. And I I think you could own them. Now, are you going to make money this year? I don't know. Now, the ugliest of the group is Citigroup. And uh, there's just been two upgrades on the company recently, and people are starting to feel a little bit more rosy about it. Now, keep in mind, the United States government owns about a third of Citigroup, and that's not necessarily good when it comes time to pay the piper. It's better than having them be 100% owned, but they're going to have to pay back at some point, and it's going to hurt shareholders when they do. CPI, consumer price inflation, this is important to me and you. It's down 2.1% year over year. The effects of the collapse of oil prices beginning to uh, filter through the economic data. The CPI is up just 1.5% year over year, um, which is within the Fed's comfort level when you filter out some of that data. So no inflation. That's good. That means the Federal Reserve can keep interest rates low. For now, the CPI data is not really giving us any inflation pressure issues. So the Fed can keep interest rates low, which stimulates economies, which causes inflation at some point in time. Now, capacity utilization. This is one of those statistics I I almost don't even want to talk about. In large part, it's tough to analyze. It's tough to really get a good feel for it. Industrial output rose for the first time since October. Now, this was in large part led by the resurgent auto sector. Industrial output rose in July for the first time since October. Seasonally adjusted output for the nation's factories and mines had increased one half of 1%. Now, again, that's really tough for you to go, oh, I know exactly what that means. So I try not to get too hardcore in this economic data on the radio show. One month ultimately does not make a trend. The market's going to expect to see back-to-back gains in August as auto plants are going to be revved up ultimately to meet the inventory of restocking demand associated with the Cash for Clunkers program. July numbers fit very, very neatly, though, with the thinking out there that the data is starting to get comparatively better and the economy continues to rebound from a depressed base. So that's what we see with that, that economic data out there. Now, one more piece of economic data, and then I'm done with economic data for the day, I promise you. There was a preliminary report on consumer sentiment that came out from the University of Michigan today. It's one of those uh, releases that comes out and we go, oh, I think I know what that means. The index dropped to a reading of 63.2 from a previous reading of 66. So a little bit weaker than expected. It's unsettling considering it's below the level seen in February when the stock market was a lot lower. So our sentiment as consumers isn't exactly high. And if you go back to February and the market was just ravaged and raped, we actually had a higher expectation a higher consumer sentiment, things that we feel good about. Now, income drives spending a lot more so than consumer sentiment does, but consumer sentiment brings weak confidence, and it's a sobering reminder of the psychological and ultimately the very real effects of a weak labor market that has been you know, getting weaker or accented by a growing mass of workers. One out of every three unemployed um, has now been unemployed for 27 weeks no longer. So it's, it's damaging out there. Economic data overall might suggest in the months ahead the recession is over, but the confidence report is going to linger a little psychologically, and we're just not going to become big spenders because we, we feel the unemployment numbers. We feel them. Anyway, 
Back to the Bank of America upgrade of Citigroup. Let's talk a little bit about it. This is I'm not telling you to go buy Citigroup. I'm saying I think you could buy Citigroup. I don't know you. I You could be a mama. You could be a mama's boy. You can be 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, and I don't know. So I'm saying for some investors who have a time frame, five or more years, Citigroup, I think, could be bought. So Bank of America is saying Citigroup, seeing ultimately stabilization in credit and credit quality. Company is putting new share issuance behind it. So they're not issuing new shares to raise capital on a regular basis anymore. There's limited risk of book value declines as a result of the new disclosure of core and non-core holdings. The quote that came out of this report was second quarter bank results showed consumer credit delinquency stabilizing, which should be better and help drive credit loss trends in quarters ahead. This is, of course, key for Citigroup and its large, large portfolio of mortgages and consumer credit cards. So the crisis largely behind Citi. Thus, psychology of the company is starting to change. So Bank of America may be a little early to upgrade Citigroup. But they're getting their fingers all over it, so to speak. Retailers today, you know, JCPenney's came out and reported a disappointing outlook. So retailers across the board pulled back, including teen clothing retailer Amber Crombie and Fitch. Um, they beat expectations, but ultimately JCPenney's kind of telling you that the mid-price department store operator, um, things aren't very rosy as far as spending goes. Amgen's in the news today. Amgen's a big drug company. They said the FDA advisory panel voted to recommend the agency approve its new bone loss drug called Dinosumab. Dinosumab. Okay, now here's the kicker. The FDA is going to approve this drug. Good news, right? Right. Well, not exactly. Because when I looked into the data on the approval, the headline looks good, right? Well, they did not recommend it to use to be preventing the condition. And they also said this drug should only be used when patients have not responded to other treatments on the market. That's not quite as glorious when you get a little bit more of the details on it. Now, Shearing Plow, they get the okay today for a new schizophrenia drug, which I think will sell very, very well. Shearing Plow uh, basically said the FDA has approved Safras tablets for acute treatment of schizophrenia in adults and acute treatment with manic or mixed episodes associated with bipolar disorders in adults. We eat antipsychotics like candy in the United States. The only country who eats antipsychotics more so than we do is the French. So and you can, I don't know what that says about either country, but we love our antidepressants and we love our antipsychotics. The pharmaceutical company Shearing Plow said that this is the first psychotropic drug to receive simultaneous initial approval for both indications. The company expects the drug to be available in the United States during the fourth quarter. So that, again, will help Shearing Plow. See if there's any other final um, tech. Tech's getting hit pretty good today. And tech is a a leading indicator. When we see technology shares move higher, it's companies get more productivity out of technology um, is one of the the keys that companies, you know, continue to spend on tech in good economies and bad economies. Uh, Sector got a boost today from Autodesk. Shares rose more than 4%. They reported better than expected earnings. Autodesk, what do they do? They do CAD software. They do um, electronic design automation software. And what that means is if you and I come up with a semiconductor, if we want to dream up a semiconductor that'll make dolphins fly, then what we would do instead of cutting the semiconductor and saying, okay, let's put this here and put this here, put this here, we could do it all on a computer. So we could do it all with the software. So we could test the semiconductor, make sure that it's going to hold up. 
test it again, test it again, change it around a little bit, test it again, see the energy efficiencies, test it again. So they save companies money. That's what, and it's like building a bridge or building a building. Uh, before you build, actually build a building, you want to make sure, okay, what happens with the stress levels and what happens with the parameters? So that's what Autodesk does. That's the easiest way of saying it. Okay, okay, okay. One more, one more thing. I keep finding little nuggets to give to you. I tell you, I have a good show today planned. Um, Vietnam. You know I like Asia. Have you ever been to Asia? Mm, it's nothing like the United States. There's a lot of roads that need to be built. There's a lot of colleges that need to be built. There's a lot of homes that need to be built. You've got a growing population. You've got a growing middle class. I oftentimes say I like everything in Asia except for Japan. I even like New Zealand and Australia's plays on, on Asia. But today there's a new ETF. It's, I've not looked at the details of it, so don't go out and buy this. But just know that it's on my screen now. Um, it's the Vietnam ETF. It's composed of securities and companies that are domiciled or primarily listed on an exchange in Vietnam. Generates at least 50% of the revenues from Southeast Asian country. Uh, financials make up 37% of this new index. Clearly, Vietnam is facing the pressures of inflation and current account deficits, as well as the stresses of today's global financial cro- uh, crisis. But the country's market reform should help it grow longer term and be a very, very good place to invest your money in. I know, don't know the language they speak in Vietnam. I, don't, I couldn't find Vietnam on a map. I couldn't tell you if they have a president or a dictatorship or anything like that. I know that I like the volume growth of Vietnam. I couldn't tell you if they eat American candy bars or Vietnamese candy bars. I couldn't tell you if they like McDonald's or Burger King. So this is one of the reasons I would go after an exchange-traded fund that does all that work for me. Ticker symbol on this one's going to be VNM, VNM, and you can kind of see that's a play on Vietnam. To get your calls in there, it's 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. It's the Rob Black Show. Talk 910 KNEW. Talk 910 KNEW. I'll jump on the live blog. And don't forget, we got the tax expert coming up, I think, um, right about now. 800-345-5639. To get your calls on the air. Next at 12 noon on Talk 910 KNEW. Now, Rob Black. One more time just for entertainment's sake. 800-345-5639. It's Rob Black. Show talking all things financial. Joining me now is Valerie Feltis, property tax expert. Uh, how, welcome in, Valerie. Let's see. Valerie? Mm. I need the volume tab slide thing let's see it's friday it's train wreck friday in fact this is train wreck on top of a car wreck 
on a hit pedestrian Friday. I can't hear her. Let me see if I... No, it's not me. One more time. Nope. Okay, I'm going to go on with other content. We'll come back uh, sooner rather than later. 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. That's unfortunate because uh, she's got something that I think a lot of you are going to be very, very interested in tied towards real estate and appraising values. To get your calls on the air, it's 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. We just came out of earnings season, and one of the concerns that a lot of people have and one of the cons- issues that people are thinking that we're going to ultimately be giving back some of the the profits, recent profits on Wall Street is because of what happened during earnings season. For instance, there's a company called AB InBev. AB stands for Anheuser-Busch. InBev basically bought this great American company, Anheuser-Busch, and when you look at the profit, profit rose to $1.07 billion. That's a lot of money. Last year, profit was $836 million. But sales fell 9.1%. And that's where we get into a little bit of a, this really wasn't a great quarter. Now, third quarter earnings are going to be better than second quarter. And fourth quarter are going to be much better. And year over year, they're going to look great. What happened on Wall Street is we hit that 2007 recession. And that lowered the bar from growing to growing backwards or declining. So the bar has been pretty low, set lower. We're good. We're not great. So says AB InBev. So when sales fell 9%, what they did was basically they fired people. Let's see if we can try her yet again. Valerie Feltus? Valerie? Yes. Yes. <laughs> there you are. First and foremost, give us a little bit of background on who you are. Okay. Uh, my name is Valerie Faltis, and I am a former tax assessor. So I actually used to work for the L.A. County Assessor's Office as a real estate appraiser. And I worked there for several years and um, assessed over 6,000 properties. I bought and sold several homes myself, and I'm very familiar with appraisal assessments, um, just real estate purchase and sale, um, and all of the things that go along with that. So technically, are you a CPA? What's your qualification? I'm uh, actually a certified property tax appraiser, okay. or was while I worked for the assessor. Okay, I didn't know that um, was a certification. Yep, it is, actually. Um, it goes go through a year-and-a-half-long training program to get the certification um, while working for the assessor. Um, I also obtained, I was a licensed fee appraiser in the state of California, um, and so I have those two certifications, yeah. I'm a financial radio talk show guy, come from Wall Street, worked as an analyst, did an investment management firm. When I moved from... East Coast to the West Coast, I was shocked by Prop 13. And Californians who have it love it. Californians who don't have it, they're kind of bitter about it. Um, talk a little bit about Prop 13 with me. Sure, Rob. You know, I'm glad you actually brought that up because the funny thing is everyone applies. Prop 13 applies to everyone. And very, very simply, it's just a way to limit property taxes. So whether you bought a few years ago or 20 years ago, Prop 13 applies to you. So that's a common sort of misunderstanding about it. It sounds really convoluted. Politicians make it sound really complicated. And the bottom line is it's a way to limit property taxes in California. That's it. Now, the thing that I don't like about it is you get the asset that goes up in value, but your taxes don't go up on the same level. Whereas someone who buys a house today, they're paying $16,000 a year in property taxes. Someone who bought that same house 20 years ago is paying $160. Um, it seems unfair on the outside. Yes, it does. Um, it does kind of on the surface seem very, very, very 
very unfair. And in my personal opinion, it's really not. Often when you initially buy your home, you're younger, maybe in your early 30s. Right. You're starting off your career, and as you grow and you end up at a fixed income, your property taxes sort of end up being pretty fixed also, which is very helpful. And then what happens is, so it's like, yeah, someone who bought 20 years ago, however, they're also very close to being at a fixed income in their life versus you recently bought, more than likely you've got a lot of years in terms of working in your career before you're going to end up at that place. And that's the reason it was actually passed, because people who were retired were being driven out of their homes because they were being reassessed every single year. See, I'm Darwinian, and I think that they should be driven out of their homes, and they should move to to Nevada, and they should move to Phoenix, and they should move to Florida, where other senior citizens are. Okay. Um, Right. But I'm Darwinian, and I'm not very popular with the people over age 60. Well, well, that makes a lot of sense. A lot of people think the same way. Yeah. And it's it's just a way to limit property taxes. You know, of course, there are you know, positives and negatives for moving it, you know, keeping it in place. So, it, it's tough for me to feel bad for someone who bought a house for $20,000 and it's worth a million. Um, Valerie, can I get you to call back on a different line? Because you're, you're kind of bleeding in and out. You almost sound robotic. If I can get you in the second hour, that'd be great. Or if I can get you a little bit later. And thanks. Um, I'm going to go ahead and plug your website just in case we can't get her back. She's incredibly busy. She's a pretty good looking woman if you want to find out about a tax expert who's good looking. Um, Property Tax Little Black Book. Property Tax Little Black Book.com. And she's got this, I don't want to say tips, and I guess I could say tips, tricks, and hints on how to keep your property tax bill in line, how to get money back from the, the state franchise tax board. There's some CDs. I mean, it's a business. It's a, it's a book thing that she sells. It's an attractive set of books. Very, very attractive. Uh, Little Black Books tells you how to get in touch with people, the workbooks that you need, things along those lines. So anyway, you can find that at propertytaxlittleblackbook.com. Let's take a little bit of a break here because we are up against commercial break. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's the Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Talk 910 KNEW, helping you make sense of the complicated world of money and finance. This is Rob Black. You know, on Fridays, I take myself a lot less seriously. I found some fun content, ticket demand, slumping, and pro sports. I don't know. Recently, I've been telling you that I'm kind of losing my desire, my passion, not in the bedroom, but for sports. Just no interest. I, I'm blah, 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 blah. Like, I'll watch the Tiger television. I'll watch Tiger Woods when he plays golf, and that's about the only thing I'll... Appointment television. Ticket demand, slumping in pro sports. But get this, alumni. College costs still going through the roof. So far this year, Major League Baseball tickets, they're going for way below face value on StubHub. NBA franchises, uh, more than half of them lost money last year. Now, they're scrambling to offer, you know, food and issues like that. Dallas Cowboys, they make you buy a six-pack of beer for the club seats and a pizza, and they charge you $1,000 for that. So, it's crazy. Well, for the seat, um, $100 for the food. But just nuts, right? Now, the NFL saw a 1% attendance drop last year, and they're expected to see attendance drop this year. I, I sat around last night, and I was watching a little bit of the Oakland Raiders game. Don't know why. Preseason doesn't really mean anything, but I was 
it was nice to see football. So, uh, so I got up this morning and I was like, okay, let's somehow incorporate sports into today's show and college football, not seeing a slump major league baseball, NBA hockey, seeing a slump number five for the most expensive football tickets. I'm going to give you a little bit of a countdown. Number five, Florida at LSU, $1,500 for tickets. $1,500 to get into Tiger Stadium in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Even the upper end zone seats fetch over $500 per ticket. Now, if you've ever been to Louisiana, they'd have nothing there. Louisiana is a dump. It is a sweaty dump. So they love their football because there is nothing else going on in Louisiana. Same thing with Alabama at Auburn, Jordan Hare Stadium. Top ticket, $1,600. Wow. Football classic, though. Alabama and Auburn. If you know you grew up watching college football in any way, shape, or form, you know that this goes back in history in the United States. It's that much of a classic. Now we jump back to the West Coast at number three, UCLA versus USC. It's held in Los Angeles, obviously. Top ticket, $1,600. That's 28th row for football game $1,600 you know a lot of people make $60,000 a year that's you know an average American family and $3,200 for two football tickets I would honestly have to be out on crack cocaine strung out for a week partying with Bobby Brown and Whitney Houston for me to pay $3,200 for two football tickets next up University of Georgia now this is not even a, a, a Georgia against anyone game this is just Georgia all home games, top ticket price, $2,000. Tons of available tickets going for uh, $2,000, which means, you know, you got to be crazy. But they, they are crazy in Georgia. University of Georgia, $2,000. Now, this year there's going to be a little, you know, there's going to be some discounting going on because they're not going to be able to get that per se. Number one most expensive ticket in the United States, college football, USC at Notre Dame. It's happening October 17th this year. Top ticket price in Notre Dame, in Indianapolis, which South Bend, Indianapolis has nothing going on. South Bend, Indiana. Um, $3,500 for one ticket. One ticket. Now, Charlie Weiss is the football coach at Notre Dame, and he's going to lose his job this year if he doesn't win. Now, if he wins at home against USC, obviously that $3,500 will be a heck of a memory, but $7,000 Take your son to a football game or take your wife to a football game. I once was going into a playoff game. It was the Capitals against the Islanders. It was a game seven. It was the Capitals against the Flyers. And Ron Hexall was the Flyers goalie. And I was a Capitals fan. And um, I had two tickets, two really good seats. And someone offered me $1,000 for my seats. I'm like, nope, I'm going in. Worst financial mis- mistake I probably ever made in my life. We lost the game. But even more, actually, we won the game in overtime. I think Dale Hunter scored an overtime goal on a breakaway, which was kind of weird because Dale Hunter wasn't much of a skater and or much of a breakaway kind of guy. Um, and it was nice to see Hextall lose. But $1,000 for two tickets. What was I thinking? Or what wasn't I thinking? So anyway, the college sports alive and well. Now, you can't talk college sports without talking a little professional. San Francisco Giants are, they're not going to win first place in the division. But it's nice to see that they're competitive this year. They're playing above 500 baseball. They're doing it without bonds. They're doing it with, you know, young pitching. And, you know, when you watch Tim Lincecum pitch, he's fun. I mean, honestly, he's fun to, to look at. He's, he's, he plays the game for money, of course. But he seems to have a little bit of a passion, too. I looked up how much the Giants are worth. If you want to buy the Giants, 
$471 million. Okay? Now, they're owned by William Newcomb, Susan Burns, who bought the Giants in 1993 for $100 million. So in the last 15 years, it's gone from $100 million to $471 million. Now, last year, the franchise is down about 5% in value. It averages about 10% per year gains in value. Last year's revenue for the San Francisco Giants, I'll let you think about it for a second. They have a payroll of about $103 million. Their revenue was $196 million. Giants made over $22 million last year. At the gate, $78 million. Again, they get TV contracts and all sorts of other ways of making money. But they made $78 million at the gate. I wonder what they did in beer sales. $8 beer. Um, what else do I need? Can I tell you about it? So team value is $471 million. It's not the same without Barry Bonds coming to the plate. You know, attendance dipped 11% during the Giants' first Bond-less season. Um, you really want me to do the A's, Heidi? Wow. Heidi wants me to do the A's. Um, it'll take me a couple minutes to look up the A's. Oh, God. Can I do this on... No, I can't do this on the fly. Um, uh, maybe I could. It's... There's pressure. It's, um... The A's stink. Uh, Heidi's talking to me and saying, how do they do it? I want to switch to the NFL. I'll come back to the A's in just a second. So, the San Francisco 49ers, because this stunned me. Now, again... I like the story on the, the Giants going from $100 million to $400 you know, plus million dollars in value. Pretty good investment. Now, the San Francisco 49ers, the football team, probably a little, eh, I'm not going to say more beloved than the Giants, but football, I think, is just a, it's a bigger business. Last year, the uh, 49ers up in value 8%. The value of the team right now, $865 million. It was bought in 1977 by the Yorks for $13 million. $13 million up to $865 million. Not too shabby, eh? So um, player expenses, $137 million. Gate receipts, just $39 million. Total revenue, $201 million. So they get $160 million from things other than ticket sales. It's pretty impressive. Now, the 49ers only made $4 million last year. Now, again, baseball a little bit more profitable. Let's jump over to the Oakland Raiders, because I would have thought there would be a big dip between the Oakland Raiders and the San Francisco 49ers. I just thought the 49ers would be worth a lot more money. Not true. The Oakland Raiders are worth about $861 million, so just $4 million less. Now, this is going to make your skin crawl. It's going to make your skin crawl. Al Davis, the owner of the Oakland Raiders, bought the team in 1966 or $180,000. They're now worth $860 million. Last year, they were up 6% in value. Revenue, Raider fans, $205 million. Only $40 million at the gate. Only $40 million at the gate, which is about what the Niners did. Now, again, football is a little bit limiting. Playing only eight home games. Um, average, 22% return. If you had invested, if you were Al Davis, you got an average of 22% annual change in value. Uh, revenue, $205 million. Operating income, $27 million. So they were very profitable last year. Player expenses, $126 million. Gate receipts, $39 million. So I'll look up the Oakland A's for those who want to play along at home, but it's going to take me over the commercial break to do it. To get your calls on the air, it's 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. 
Are you ready for some football? Because we're about four weeks away from it. And four weeks from now, we'll know whether the Giants are going to the playoffs or not. Will they be able to stay in that long? It's Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black. is watching your wallet live and local. Call 1-800-345-KNEW. Okay, before I get to the Oakland A's, someone on the live blog, 910KNEW.com, logs in under the name Kit Kat Black. That's my name, the cat's name, Kit Kat. Um, I hear that cats can hear the K sound really well, so I named her Kit Kat. I thought that was a cute, cute idea. If anyone wants to steal that name, that's fine. If anyone wants to name their cat or dog after me, Mr. Black, that's fine as well. Um, with that said, someone logs in with the name Kit Kat Black and says, Meow, bring me something good home tonight. That could be the creepiest blog I've ever seen. Now, we all know the story about the guy who got just recently got arrested in Florida who said that his cat was downloading uh, porn uh, during the day while he was away. The guy gets arrested for having kitty porn on his website, and he says his cat was doing it and jumping on the keys. That's got to be the greatest excuse of all time. If you get a judge to actually buy into that, all the power to you. If not, I think you go in the Darwinian wood chipper. But um, yeah, yeah, if my cat's downloading kitty porn right now, that would be a very, very upsetting idea. And hopefully it's kitty with a K-I-T-T-Y. If there is such a website, I don't know about it. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. Okay, so I was talking about sports franchises, and someone corrected me, yes, and when I'm wrong, I admit I'm wrong. I referred to uh, the Giants being owned by Bill Newcomb and Susan Burns, and Susan Burns, of course, died a couple months ago, a couple weeks ago, and that should have been um, highlighted when I said that. But that team was bought for $100 million in 1993, now worth $470 million. So last year, value of the company, value of the Giants, it is a company, down 5%. They made $22 million of operating income off $196 million in revenue. Now, the Oakland A's, just right across the bay, their value fell about 1% last year. They were bought in 2005 for $180 million by Lou Wolf. They're now worth $319 million. Not a shabby investment, huh? Basically, the there wasn't a lot you could do in the stock market from 2005 to 2008. Um, so he did pretty good. He did pretty good. But the value fell about 1% last year. Revenue of $160 million. Now let's compare that with the Giants. Giants, $196 million. It's pretty big, right? Now the player expenses for the A's, only $77 million versus $103 for the Giants. So the A's actually make more money than the Giants do. The A's made $26 million last year whereas the Giants made about $22 million. And isn't that amazing? Because when you turn on the Oakland A's on television, you just see this big coliseum of empty seats. Um, it's horrible. It's, it's got to be the worst baseball park in baseball. If it's not, it's got to be pretty darn close. Interesting to note, on the ballpark, listen to this. 
1966, Oakland, uh, you know, built the Alameda County Coliseum for $26 million. The Giant Stadium, $325 million to build it. 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. Let's go to Rudy in Walnut Creek. Rudy. Hi, Rob. Um, yeah, I have a question. I'm rolling over a 401k, about $130,000, and my uh, financial rep recommended 50% going into an annuity, a prudential annuity called the highest day. And it's supposed to give 7% guaranteed back. That's uh, 7% of your own money guaranteed. Right. So that, that's not that impressive. If you give me $100, I can guarantee you I'll pay you 5% over the next 20 years. I'll just give you back your five, $5 until it's all gone. Well, that, that's kind of what I was thinking, too. Um, so what would you recommend I do? I'd recommend you throw a bottle of water on your financial advisor and leave. Um, and say you're a jerk for trying to put me in this high commission, uh, low average return um, guarantee, and you're a jerk. And just spray the water all over them. And then run. <laughs> and don't, don't tell them I said that. So, um, see, annuities are great. And See, the problem is annuities were made for someone like me. They weren't made for someone like you. You're, you're, you're basically a retiree. Right. And I'm basically a young guy making big dollars. And for me, I max out my 401k, max out my 529. You know, I max out everything I have to max out. And then I still want some tax-deferred growth. And that would be perfect, the Fidelity or Vanguard annuity. Um, well, Fidelity, I'm 52 years old, so yep. I plan on working probably another 13 years. I don't think you need this product. I think you're getting a very average, below average rate of return. Mm-hmm. Now, your guaranteed payout is guaranteed from your own principal. Correct. So that's not that impressive. Um, it's very incredibly manipulated. I mean, 7% return sounds pretty good, but when you see it's coming out of your own money, and once your money runs out, um, that guarantee is not necessarily going to be there. Right. Um, so it's average insurance and it's below average investment returns. You can do better. So I would move on from your current financial advisor. He clearly is not an expert. He's clearly pushing a product that's good in his mind. And I don't think that he's criminal, but I just don't think he doesn't. A good financial expert looks to the future and not looks in the now. Right. So, and I think he's looking in the now. Um, And that's my opinion. And I'm going to stick with it. Thanks for the call, Rudy. Thank you. So be cautious. Be cautious on anyone in the financial industry. There's a lot of money in this industry. You know, you have a client worth a million dollars, you're a financial planner, investment advisor. They're paying you a good chunk of money, a good chunk of money, you know, $4,000, $5,000, $6,000, $7,000 a year. So to go and put their money into an annuity so that you can get a big fat six, seven, eight, nine percent commission on it, that's ludicrous. And I find it almost criminal. And again, President Obama should go after the annuities. President Obama is going after a lot of things, but I think the annuity industry really preys upon your senior citizens. And if you know of any senior citizen who goes to these free lunches, just know that the data that they present at these free lunches, and Walnut Creek has, I mean, you can eat a free lunch every day in Walnut Creek if you're a senior citizen, because these financial institutions are based in Walnut Creek. I'm not sure why Walnut Creek became such a hotbed for financial institutions. 
Um, but yeah, yeah. So if if you're one of those people, be very cautious. Data is so easily manipulated. And you go, ooh, 7%. And then they're going to show you the stock market, which had a big 50% correction. But they're not going to show you the stock market that had a big 50% retracement. They're not going to show you that the stock market works every 10-year period. They're not going to show you things along those lines. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639. Next year, I'm going to try to get back on the line. The property tax little black book.com expert talking Prop 13. She's got some ideas to basically uh, save you some money in your property taxes. Ooh, there we go. Head in a break. It's the Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black. Video game industry revenue takes a hike on the lower side. Home affordability modification programs not really working that well. We'll talk about that in the next hour. I got more show planned for you. It's the Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black. Weekday mornings from 10 to noon on Talk 910 KNEW. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.